I'm Jordan, and this is Nerd's Eye View. Who do I have with me? I'm Andrew. I'm Tom. And what do we do here, Andrew? Well, we talk about movies. Every week we always talk about something that's new in theaters, as well as tell you what's going on with the box office top ten and what's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray. And then we do a crazy thing called Guess the Ending, which Andrew has a wonderful catchphrase for, but it mainly involves us coming up with crazy stories for all the new movies that are coming out. So if any of that sounds good to you, find us online, nevpodcast.com, or on Twitter, at nevpodcast, or benviewnetwork.com. What was I supposed to say? This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. Alone, alone, all, all alone, alone on a wide, wide sea. Never a saint took pity on my soul in agony. The many men so beautiful, and they all dead did lie. And a thousand, a thousand slimy things lived on, and so did I. As our frequent, bold, and curious listeners know, we have access to the width and breadth of human fears, carefully wrapped in the skin of storytelling and served with a sinister seasoning that tantalizes the senses and unsettles the soul. We've been proud to offer fine dishes so far that have come in a variety of terrors. And yet, only now do we consider seafood. The vast and boundless ocean is one of the few unknowns that remains on the earth, full of depths and mysteries and horrors waiting to be uncovered. In tonight's play, a wavered cruise ship drifts ever closer to a dreadful fate, and her crew begin to see mankind's many fears of the sea come to life. This was supposed to be his honeymoon. Resting there in the sterile, stifling cell within the bowels of the ship gave Graham plenty of time to reflect on the events that had somehow led him here. It was supposed to be a vacation. Happiness. Carefree screwing around. And actual screwing. And little else. Graham and Sam was the official title the two of them had been given by friends. Nobody could figure out how to successfully combine the two into one Uber name, like Benifer, which he was thankful for. Sam. Beautiful Samantha. Despite what Graham's mother had said about her nose being too big for her face, her ass being too big in general, and her haircut being kind of dykey, don't you think? He knew the criticism came out of fear of losing her only son to some strange woman. Sam had bought an entire wardrobe for the cruise. When they were boarding the massive ship, Graham considered the fact he might be arm-in-arm with the wrong woman. 
It was as if he'd somehow engaged in some cosmic square dance that had switched his frugal, casually dressed Sam with some flower tropical goddess. Her ass was a bit big, though. That's the reason she and Graham had fought the night before. She had it in her head to wear some floss-like number to the ship's pool, and he had vehemently disapproved. When she said no one would even give her a second look, Graham absentmindedly stated that it was hard to miss. Then it was as if some unseen bell signaled the first round of a cage fight. He had done quite well to avoid such pitfalls leading up to this disaster. Now, he was sitting in the cell. He couldn't really blame them for putting him here. If he had heard a newlywed couple engaged in a shouting match as loud as theirs, if that new bride had then disappeared completely from the ship, he would be pointing the finger just as fervently as anyone had pointed to him. He lost track of time after a few hours piled up, but he had the distinct feeling that morning had come. Sam would have been missing all night then. trouble than I'm already in. It's okay, trust me. One of the gods sent me. Even got the keys right here. I, I don't understand. Good. That's two of us. There we go. I'm Glenn, by the way. Graham. Seriously, though, what's going on? Here, let's keep moving. So, you're the guy they thought killed his wife, eh? Yeah. Did you find her? Is she okay? Ah, uh, God. Sorry, kid. I should have said right away. She's not... Is she... I mean, is she okay? No, kid. No. The voice echoed through the small space and rattled sharply in Graham's ears. For a moment, the man felt as if his heart was going to burst. It was a cold, sick sort of feeling that made his blood feel thick and sluggish. Graham's estimate had been close, but not entirely correct. When he emerged from below deck, the sky was still dark. A seemingly infinite canvas of sparkling pinpricks. It probably was morning, but well before dawn. Glenn was nowhere to be seen, Graham caught himself slipping on the rain-slicked wooden deck. At least, it appeared to be rain. He hadn't heard any storms passing during his incarceration. Kid! Glenn? Up here, next deck! Move it! We have to get higher! Graham instead looked out over the water. There was nothing around for as far as the eye could see. Despite the fact they were supposedly going ashore in light of the suspected murder. He walked to the rail and cast his gaze into the water. It was astoundingly still for open ocean, save for the occasional rise and fall of its green glass surface, like the swelling chest of a contented dreamer. 
He felt the strange desire to try walking across its near-perfect surface. Graham, get away from the fucking rail! Graham didn't break from staring at the water. He couldn't, really. It was a bit like looking into an Escher drawing. A fascinating image that fixed your attention and dared your mind to make sense of it. Sam! Samantha. Beautiful, short, black hair. Her wonderful nose. There she was. Below the surface. Staring up at Graham with a blank, pale expression. She stayed less than an inch below the water. Would not breach that boundary. Her eyes were wide. Her parted lips burned by salt. Sam! Sam! He's gonna jump! Sam! Shit! Help! Help me pull this dipshit in! Get off! Sam! Sam, I have to get to her! Watch it. Quit flailing, stupid! Hold still! Easy, easy. Calm down. Fuck you! I had her! She's dead! Get out of my way, Sam! Sam! Look, you asshole! Take a good look and see what's out there. The tall man dragged Graham back to the railing and angled his face toward the water once again. Graham's eyes once again met Sam's. He could see her porcelain face, her shoulders, and her breasts held back by that damned bikini top. Her chest was motionless. And while her eyes followed Graham, they did not blink. Next to her, about two feet away, another face. Nearby, another. Then another. As Graham's eyes flicked across the shimmering surface, he caught the blank visage of what must have been hundreds of people. All pale, motionless, staring from less than an inch beneath the surface. What? What the hell? See? Now look, if I let you go, will you try not to jump off the damn ship? Oh my god. What happened? Not a fucking clue. I'm Sean. I know you got blamed for shit you didn't do, and none of this makes sense. But we have to go higher. Now. Dumbfounded, Graham followed the single-file line up the staircase, which was just as wet as the deck below. As Graham clutched the banister, it seemed an awful lot like the entire ship was covered in a spray of seawater. He also took stock of the people around him. Sean, who led the way. Glenn. Two other men with a young boy. And an elderly man dressed all in white. The group didn't stop until they reached the highest point of the Metal Hulk. Alright, everyone's on watch. Nobody sleeps. Not until we get our heads around this thing. Hang on a sec. Who died and left you in charge? Uh, everybody. <laughs> everybody died. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I'm the one with the security badge. This gives me authority over you and your... Brother? Lover? I'm not one to judge. My... <clears throat> my brother. And thank you for thinking my standards would be that low. Well, someone's not getting any tonight. <gasps> oh, shut the fuck up! Watch it. Watch it? I said shut the fuck up! Who the fuck are you people? What the fuck is going on? And why the fuck is my fucking wife out in the goddamned water? 
Tell me right now! <clears throat> I understand you're upset and confused too. We're all upset and confused. Truth be told, none of us know what's happening. I wish I could tell you everything. Fuck, I'd love to. The fact is the whole thing is a fucking joke. And you are? Kenny, this is my brother Jack and his kid, Miles. Dude, I'm only here because Jack's wife is a pantsuit power bitch who canceled her vacation to climb the corporate ladder and suck some dicks. Kenny, bitch is a bit strong. She's just not into the whole tropical beach and having fun thing and... Well, okay, we'll just go with bitch. Your wife was the first one to go missing. The first one we noticed, anyways. Probably not really the first one. One here, one there. No, we didn't notice. Then they started showing up again. Just faces under the water, looking up at us. A few guys drove in after them, all men, and they hit the water with these big splashes like kids doing cannonballs. But after that, the water was undisturbed. They went under and didn't resurface. Everything just went scary still, like Alice going through the mirror. Looking glass. (sighs) Whatever. We're a ghost ship! There was a boat years ago where everyone disappeared and nobody was found ever again. Stuff like that happens. Nobody believes it, but it does. And now, now, we can all see it's true. (laughs) No such thing as ghosts. There's no way. Well, it's just a theory. So again, you're saying my wife is dead. A ghost? Don't you fucking say that! Everybody, calm down. We're all in the same boat here. Oh, hey. The same boat. Wow, I just got got what that means. Where are we headed? Nowhere. What do you mean? Where are we going? Back home, or, or what? We're adrift. The engines are jammed. Jammed? With what? With who? There's a body wound up in there. Blood all over the place. It's fucking sick. We're moving, though. Obviously, we're moving. Look, I can see the wake. Yeah, we're moving at a good clip. Sideways. I don't know if you've ever been on a cruise before, but speaking as an expert, I can tell you that shit ain't common. So radio for help. Tried it. And? You have a lot of old fucking ideas. What do you think we've been doing up here? Jerking off? For all I know, yeah. (laughs) Okay, okay. We tried the radio and someone answered. This gruff motherfucker. Like an old sea captain or some shit. Like that guy who gets eaten in Jaws, barking back at us to calm down and that help was on the way. Ah, at least there's that. You'd think so. But I got the feeling something wasn't right about this clown. He's all grizzled and corny as fuck. It's just too on the nose, you know? So I got this crazy fucking idea, and I asked the guy a question. I'm talking to him over this shitty, crackling radio, and I ask him, how many fingers are on the human hand? I mean, I have no idea where this damn question is coming from, just to this weird place in the back of my head that's bitching at me to ask. The line's quiet for the longest time. Just dead air. Static and shit. Then this guy comes back and barks out the answer. Five. Eight. I don't understand. Neither did he. It. Whatever. Bastard didn't know how many fingers people had because it wasn't a person. It took a random guess. I just backed off the radio all dumbfounded or whatever the fuck. And this guy, Thing, is calling out to me. He's just going, Come back, Sean. Sean, come back. Come back, Sean. Do you want rescue or not? (laughs) Never told the fucker my name. 
over the course of the following day. Sleep came despite the urgings of the tall security official. There was no getting their heads around whatever had been occurring. And so one man took watch while the others let their frantic minds achieve some sliver of rest. Graham found himself sitting close to Sean, if for no other reason than to hide from the blistering sun. The man cast a substantial shadow. Graham was officially on watch, but his partner clearly didn't feel like sleeping. So, Sean, right? Do you think we're a ghost ship? Nah. That guy, Glenn, you sent him for me, right? Yeah, almost forgot, too. My bad. Don't worry about it. I'm just glad it crossed your mind at some point. You ever read Odysseus? The Odyssey, you mean? (sighs) Shit. You're correcting me like that jackasshole. Jackass. That's what I'll call him from now on. Anyways, I said Odysseus and I meant Odysseus. So fuck you. I've read it. Yeah. Why? That book. That's what got me out on the water. Grew up in the city, never seen a creek, much less an ocean. Then this teacher, Miss Brooms, she makes us all read that book. All the other kids were like, fuck it, you know? I cracked it a few times and figured I'd take a look just to see anyone got killed or whatever. So it changed your life? Yeah. I read about that guy and I was like, he jabs out this huge cyclops' eye like it isn't shit. I was a small kid, a little run punk bitch, so... That worked for me. I've read it a thousand times since. Anytime things get tough. Hey, gulls. You must be near land. I sure as hell don't see any land. Anyway, Odysseus had these things in it. Sirens. Right. Girls out on the rocks, calling sailors to their death. Right. I don't know. I'm just thinking about that now. Like how dudes jumped in to save people and they didn't come up. Like... How there's no women left here? Just a bunch of swinging dicks and hanging balls. You think whatever's out there? That it's trying to tempt everyone overboard? Maybe. Fuck if I know. I always loved the water. Grew up with my dad on a houseboat. Mom was in rehab, but not the drug kind. Physical therapy, he put her there. (sighs) Sorry, man. Thanks. Anyway, sure, I liked the ocean. Not sure about that now. I'll probably develop a phobia. If we live. If anyone back home believes us and we're not locked away. Is he okay? The old guy? Yeah, I think so. Let him sleep. I haven't heard him say a word this whole time. Do we even know his name? Doesn't talk much from what I've seen, and none of us have asked his name. I try not to get on his ass about stuff. I don't know what kind of condition he's in. Hmm. Good point. I used to make wishes. Actually, no, I don't know what you'd call it, but it wasn't wishing. I'd just stand by the water and pretend I was sailing little boats out onto the waves. Any bad feelings, dark thoughts, anything. Anything I didn't like. I'd pretend I was putting it in a little ship and I'd send it off. But yeah, I don't think I like it anymore. Whoa! The hell was that? Dunno. Sounded like something hit the deck. (laughs) Motherfucker! Motherfucker! Kenny! What the fuck, man? What's going on? Speak up! 
Look at that fucking thing that fell out of the fucking sky and it fucking hit me. Jesus Christ! What? What is it? Hold on. Don't touch it! Oh, shit. It's a finger. God damn. Look! Oh my god, look! Swirling in the sky above them all was a cluster of seagulls. The churning mass gave the impression of a hundred feathered bodies circling a drain. They moved in unison, in an unending loop. They're so quiet. Oh shit! It went in my mouth! Something went in my mouth! Downstairs! Down! Down! Matter began to rain down upon the men. Fingers, toes, eyes, lips, bits of unidentifiable flesh with hair intact. Each gruesome moat fetid and lacerated by the small golden shears of a beak. The rush back to the lower level was much less orderly than the trip up. In the place of a single file line, the group now made a mad descent pushing each other aside and vying for position as if only the man in first place would survive. At the halfway point, Glenn lost his footing. With a slight bump from an unknown compatriot, his low, rounded form rolled over the railing and fell free. He hit the lower deck with a crack. There, he remained crooked and motionless, as crimson mixed with puddles of salt water. As the group entered the dining hall, the echoing clatter of meat and bone gradually grew sparse, then ceased. Oh my god. You killed him. You killed Glenn. Who, me? Fuck you, I wasn't even near him. Well, I know what I saw. And I know where I was. Kenny, back me up here. Don't even try, Jack. You are my brother, but I'm not covering up for you. He says he didn't do it, and you say you saw him. I figure that probably means you shoved the poor bastard to his death. I would never. Uh, come on, Miles. We don't have to associate with these people. <sighs> Holy fuck, though. What was that? <coughs> hey, you okay? <coughs> Were those? Was that? Jesus Christ, please tell me those weren't people parts. I don't know. Sean? Hey, Sean. Fearless leader. It doesn't want us to hide. It doesn't want us to live. It, it wants us down here, on the lowest deck. It wants us in the water. I don't care what it wants. All that matters now is what we want. And I assume everyone here wants to go home. Pull it together. Right. I don't want to go wherever this ship is headed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're going home. How exactly are we going to accomplish that? We don't have an engine, we're drifting sideways, and the radio only patches us through Eight Fingers Pete, the scary-ass pirate. Even the birds hate us. The birds! We are on the shit list of a kind of animal. There's only one thing we have left. No. You're not talking about... No. What? Life raft. The sunset cast an eerie streak of crimson through the door and across the room. Sean's shadow now seemed like that of the towering cyclops he'd mentioned. Hmm. Red sky at night, sailor's delight. No stone was left unturned. 
No cabin unopened, no emergency kit spared. When all was said and done, nothing remained that could be of any importance. First aid items, flares, bottled water, even umbrellas and blankets to keep out of direct sunlight. All right, Jack, what have you got? 24 pack of water bottles. Guys, we're going to be too heavy. We can't take everything. We'll sink. Water is the most crucial thing. It don't worry, we'll spread it out. Here. If we keep the weight distributed, we should be fine. <laughs> That's nice. I like it. You're a problem solver. Or probably some kind of tech geek or something, right? Bingo. I'm in IT. You're an it? <laughs> you look like a dude to me. Well, well, so speaketh my nephew. You're going to make a woman very, very tired and frustrated someday, kid. Yeah. <sighs> I was talking to this blonde girl the other day. But I guess that's not gonna work out. She was the cruise director! <laughs> Attaboy, Miles, high five! The faces were still there when the men began preparing their raft. The vibrant orange thing seemed inappropriate given the situation. Being easily spotted was usually a good thing, but not now. The people in the water, those faces, had rearranged themselves while the men hadn't been looking. Entirely different visages peered upward, never daring to pierce that boundary between ocean and air. This is a really fucked up idea. I don't know, I think we'll feel better if we're in charge of our own fate. No more aimless drifting. Just six tough motherfuckers with oars and elbow grease. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I can't do this. The fuck you can't? I'm serious now. I can't do this. I can't swim. And even if I could, I wouldn't be able to at my age. I'm not going down there with those people. I'd rather... I'd rather kill myself. It's like you said. I'm in charge of my own fate. I don't leave men behind. You're coming with us. Got it? <sighs> okay. In the meantime, why don't you go have a seat in the shade? We've got things covered here. Poor guy. You could have at least asked him to get more supplies. He looks pretty defeated to me, Sean. Leave him alone. We got this. He needs a break. Miles and I got the flares. Cool. How many? I counted a dozen. I figure we keep most of them stored in plastic baggies here, but we each keep one on ourselves, just in case. I don't get why we don't bring food. We're not eating a raw fish, even if we catch any. Food'll go bad in the sun. Even if it doesn't, we're taking enough chances with all this fresh water. Yeah, but... <sighs> Shit, the old guy! Heart attack! He's having a heart attack! Someone do CPR! I got him, hang on. He's dead. What the fuck? Are those syringes? Yeah. Insulin overdose. Fuck! Well, I mean, it's actually for the best. If you think about it, one less person means each of us has a better chance <sighs> of surviving. Shut that guy up. Shut that guy up, Graham. You're my boy, you know. <laughs> I'm about to crack on that motherfucker. Come on, Jack. Miles. Let's get back to work. Trust me, I'm his boy. Sean, if you decide to work over my brother, do me a favor. 
Avoid the face? Actually, I was gonna say focus on the face, but I guess we'll play it by ear. You know... Look, I'm really a nice guy. It's just that I don't do well under pressure. It's true. He dressed up as a superhero for my birthday one time, and he got so worked up about it that he fell off the garage. It had just rained! It had just rained. Everything seemed to be in place when the remaining group lowered their raft into the water. Each of them half expected the thing to completely disappear once it hit the waves. If the people, things, below could subdue able-bodied victims, they could easily drag down the bobbing orange disgrace. Yet, there it sat, slowly rising and falling on the water, doing nothing it shouldn't. Sean was the first one down. Using metal ladder rungs built into the side of the vessel, he descended to the tethered raft with all of the unflinching bravado the others had come to expect from him. When Sean's feet landed in the raft, again, all involved expected it to quickly disappear with him aboard. Especially Sean himself. I think it's okay. Great. What's our marching order? Miles should go last. Right. Graham? I'll go next. You follow me. Easy. There you go. Oh, thanks. Okay, next down. Take it slow. You didn't have to follow so close to me, bro. Sorry, sorry. Miles! Go really slowly, okay? Sure, Dad. You're doing great, son. Just keep going and don't look down. The more you tell him not to look down, the more he's going to think about looking down, asshole. Whoa! What's going on? Graham looked down to see several handprints rising on the floor of the raft. Palms fingers, all pushing upward from below, moving in unison and sliding the raft from its proper location. As Miles' foot reached the raft's edge, it suddenly jerked to the side. No! Jesus, fuck, no! Jack! You you can't jump in, you'll vanish too! Let go of me! My son! I have to get my son! Oh God! Oh God! The mast! Lash him to the mast! Dad! 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 Miles! Miles, where are you? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, oh, he's alive. I don't see him. Jack, I hate to say this, but... Dad! 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 I'm coming, Miles! Don't! Well, I'll be damned. I never would have thought. Little guy's a survivor. You don't know the half of it. You didn't surface. I don't see either of them. Dad? Miles? Oh, no. Graham could only point to a gull bobbing on the waves some 20 feet away. It regarded the man with a sideways glance. A wild eye. Then threw back its head. Dad! 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 Dad!
rose up around the raft. In all directions, seagulls could be spotted in the distance. In unison, the gulls took flight and disappeared into the darkness above. With a set jaw, Kenny glanced down at the water for one fleeting moment. There, he caught sight of Jack and Miles side by side. Pale, staring, expressionless. He immediately looked away. Graham, Kenny, and Sean stared up into the night, toward the stars, and waited for the next horror to be unleashed upon them. Instead, they were met only with the sound of their own breathing and the slow, steady shift of the waves. This is going to be a first for Midnight Marinera, intrepid listeners. But there is still more of this story to tell, and not enough time to tell it. We've only just begun to know what agonies await the surviving men in their little raft. Do not fear, though, for this story will be continued in a second part very soon. Until next we convene, pleasant dreams. <laughs> Midnight Marinera is a bi-monthly podcast written, produced, directed, and mixed by David King. This episode featured the voice talents of Sarah Williams, David King, Matt Hawley, Peyton Pearson, Fabian Alonzo, Marcel Alonzo, and Sam Kuczynski. Red Sky at Night is based on the original short story written by Slime Beast. You can read this and other works of his at slimebeast.com. Comments? Suggestions? Vacation packages aboard the Flying Dutchman? Please feel free to leave feedback wherever you hear this. Email us at midnightmarinera at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter and Tumblr. And hey, if you want to contribute something to the show and save us all from a watery grave, consider becoming a patron by signing up for Midnight Marinera's Patreon page with a small monthly donation. Every little bit helps, really. And hey, thanks for listening.